going on, everybody? Happy Christmas Eve. Uh, it is the day before Christmas, hence Christmas Eve, December 24th. It's about 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a bunch of games to go over, including two on Christmas Day uh, for the Week 16 preview episode, uh, as well as uh, going all through no bye weeks. Uh, from now until the end of the season, we've we've reached the time of no bye week, so we have a lot of matchups going on uh, from now uh, until through the Monday night football game, and God knows how many games may be canceled due to COVID. We have no idea. <clears throat> so it's great to talk to you guys today on this wonderful Christmas Eve. Hope everybody has a wonderful time. We'll talk more about Christmas Eve after we get through all these games, but uh, two ex- very extremely uh, competitive games that we're going to see on Christmas Day, one at 4.30 Eastern Standard Time and one at 8.15 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so we're going to hop right in. Um, in case I didn't say it, which I feel like I need to for all the new listeners out there, this is the All In Man Cave podcast. I am Cole Haight. I am your host. Uh, so let's hop right in. Uh, let's hop right into these matchups. First matchup, we're going to go over the Christmas Day games, obviously, first, because they are tomorrow on Saturday, uh, is the Browns at the Packers. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers is going for the passing record for Green Bay uh, in terms of overall uh, passing record for a Green Bay quarterback. Uh, he is currently tied with Brett Favre at 442 passing touchdowns. Uh, if you guys know anything about Aaron Rodgers and as avid football fans, which most of you probably are, he throws a lot less interceptions than Brett Favre ever did uh, and he reached this milestone in a lot less games than Brett Favre ever did Uh, so it looks like uh, three and a half seasons worth of games uh, he reached this um, milestone uh, for the Green Bay Packers in terms of overall touchdown passes Um, but here's the deal Uh, He is tied with Brett Favre, uh, and he could possibly, uh, actually, he's most likely going to pass this record in this football game. Uh, And he's also tied with a record with Devontae Adams in terms of combined touchdowns as well, uh, with 69, I believe. I believe 70 breaks that record uh, between somebody and Jordy Nelson, whether that be Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre. I cannot completely remember, uh, but they're going for a record as well. So we'll see what happens. Now, on the flip side, uh, for, with, for with the Browns, uh, their defense has to be there. Uh, and Miles Garrett seems like he was dinged up with the groin. He's questionable going into this football game. Uh, but their defense is the only shot that they have of winning this football game. And honestly, uh, I think Aaron Rodgers and the way that he's played so far this season is going to prove to be, to be too much for the Cleveland Browns. They do have something to prove. They're on the outside looking in for the playoff race. They're, uh, they're behind in the division. They're behind in the wild card. But based on all the divisions and everything that the Cleveland Browns have been through uh, with COVID, with injuries, with Baker Mayfield drama on and off the field, uh, as well as losing Odell Beckham Jr. and not getting a huge amount of success coming from the wide receiver position, I don't think the defense is going to be able to put the team on their back. So the pick is in. I'm going with the Packers minus seven and a half here. Uh, and I think uh, with the game being outside and in Lambeau and it's going to be cold, uh, I'm going to take the under of 46. More of a fan of the under than I am of the spread because uh, taking a lot, seven and a half is a lot of points, even with Green. Bay being at home uh, playing against a Cleveland team who could step up on defense at any point. Second Christmas game is the Indianapolis Colts at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, These are two teams going in two completely different directions. The Cardinals uh, started out hot. Baker got hurt. 
Uh, not Baker. Wow, that's funny. Uh, not Baker Mayfield, obviously. Uh, Kyler Murray got dinged up. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to miss the rest of the season. And James Conner is going to try and fight through an injury. Um, but the Arizona Cardinals have not played well uh, in the Cliff Kingsbury era uh, and the Kyler Murray era in December. Uh, and it seems like they're going towards the toilet more than they're going towards the sun, uh, if that makes any sense as a metaphor for you guys out there. But uh, it, they look like they're going in the wrong direction. I think you're going to get a decent amount of fight out of this team, uh, but we'll see if it's enough. Um, Carson Wentz, uh, there's a lot of people out there on the flip side with Carson Wentz, the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Hasn't been doing much, but they've been winning football games. That's exactly why they went out and got Carson Wentz. Uh, if you guys think about it, their defense was solid. Uh, they have a solid D, and they did have a solid D even last year, but they made some upgrades as well. Uh, as well as they knew Jonathan Taylor was going to be able to take most of the carries, uh, most of the targets on offense for this team, and Carson Wentz isn't going to be forced to do anything crazy. Now, we've seen Carson Wentz an MVP type season for the Philadelphia Eagles in 2017 before he got injured and Nick Foles stepped in for him uh, and then what they went on that great playoff run and Super Bowl run I guess you could say and ended up winning it uh, but Carson Wentz has proven that he can do that uh, he can put the team on his back if he needs to but right now he just doesn't need to and it's going to be up to the Cardinals defense are they going to make Carson Wentz throw the football are they going to be able to stop Jonathan Taylor the offensive line for the Indianapolis Colts is good. The defensive line for the Indianapolis Colts is good. So that's going to be something you want to look at as you're watching this football game uh, on on Christmas Day. That's something you want to take into consideration, and I've done that. And the pick is in. I'm going with the Colts plus one. I think the Colts win straight up. Uh, if you're going to give me a point, I'm going to take a point. They're probably not going to end in a tie, but granted, if that happens, I'll still cover um, but I like the Colts in this game. I think that they're trending too far up as the Cardinals are trending too far down uh, for me to pick them minus points, minus even a point. Uh, plus, I just like the Colts in the matchup, and I like the under of 48 and a half. Uh, we've seen a lot of unders hit in the NFL, uh, and you got to pick and choose where you want to put your overs. Uh, so I love the under of 48 and a half. I think that's too many points. Next, we reached the Sunday slate of games. Uh, the first game we're going to hit is the Bucks at the Panthers. Uh, can Tom Brady get back on track? And it's going to be hard with Mike Evans dinged up. Uh, Fournette has just been placed on the IR due to a knee uh, or a hamstring. I actually think it's a hamstring. Uh, so he's been placed uh, on and on the IR because of his hamstring issue, so you will not have Leonard Fournette. You will have Ronald Jones, so that's not too bad. Uh, but Chris Godwin out. Uh, Antonio Brown, his suspension for faking a vaccination card, which should not surprise anyone out there. Uh, his suspension has been lifted, yet he's still dinged up with the ankle. Uh, and Mike Evans is dinged up. So you really don't have your three-headed monster at all uh, in terms of healthy and in terms of availability. Uh, so what is TB12 able to do? Now, with some project, uh, some projected points from, from Ronald Jones on the ground, I like him. And I think his production is going to be good. Um, but is it the same to TB12? Is it the same to Tom Brady to get this shit going? Uh, and he needs to get it going because they cannot treat this year the opposite of last year where they started off cold, they got hot going into the playoffs, and they won a Super Bowl. They started out hot. Now they're getting cold, and it's not the same situation. Um, but the Panthers have an opportunity to play spoiler in this game on the flip side. Uh, their defense can play. Uh, they decide when they want to show up, so the inconsistency is the issue I have in this game. Uh, but their secondary is okay. Uh, their front seven is okay. Their linebackers are good. 
it's 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 a very odd situation. Now I know they struggle on offense, uh, but their offense is weird enough to be able to I think get some stuff done in this game. Uh, whether they use a combination of Cam and PJ Walker, whether they bring Sam Darnold back, um, which I think he will be active this week. I'm not positive. It was still up in the air. Um, I don't know why you would activate him. You've seen what you get from him healthy. He's now not 100% coming off uh, the issues that he's had. So I don't know if that's such a good idea. But uh, to be honest with you, the Panthers have an opportunity to really make a statement in this football game. And I think that's exactly what gets done. Um, So the pick is in. I'm going with the Panthers plus 10 here. Now, I think this game's a lot closer. I think it's going to be a similar type game uh, with a little bit more scoring uh, than this when the the Bucs played the Saints uh, last week uh, and took that embarrassing loss at home. Uh, So I I think it's going to be similar to that. Now, the scoring itself is not going to be the same, uh, but the back and forth... Uh, something similar in terms of the offense is struggling just a tad, but not all the way. Um, I think the Bucks figure it out, but they probably figure it out second half. Uh, and I think the Panthers jump out to a lead here. So I have no choice. I'm going with the Panthers plus 10 and the over of 42 and a half. I think it's going to be a tad over that. Uh, maybe a 20, 23 to 20 game, maybe a 27 to 21 game, something like that. But the defenses will have a presence. Uh, There just might be some garbage time stuff going on, maybe some big plays that get that to the over of 42 and a half. Next on the list, the Lions are at the Falcons. Uh, No no surprise here. The, the, The Falcons defense is terrible. And the Lions continue to fight, not only on offense, but also on defense. Uh, so I don't know exactly. There's two ways that the Falcons can come out and, and cover this minus six. I don't see him see him doing it, quite honest, and that's like a bit, a bit of a spoiler for my pick. But uh, Cordero Patterson and Kyle Pitts' opportunity to, to get open and make big plays is the only way the Falcons come out of here with a win. Uh, Matt Ryan has struggled based on his offensive line being terrible. Their defense is, is abysmal. Uh, and, and they've showed up a very few amount of times within these games uh, to make big plays, but they have no pass rush. They have no solid cornerback play. And, and the safeties they lost in free agency last year were the reason why their defense was able to stay above water, if that makes sense. Uh, so the Lions are going to stay hot in this. They're going to continue to fight, and they're going to win games down the stretch for Dan Campbell. So the pick is in. I'm going with the Lions plus six. Honestly, I would probably take them money line. Uh, but listen, if you're going to give me six, I'm going to take six, especially if I'm going to get it at minus one Ted odds. Uh, so the Lions plus six here, and I think the over hits. Now, the Lions scored 40, uh, uh, 30 points last week against the Cardinals. I think they easily score 30 here, which means all I need is 13 from the Falcons. I'm going to take that every day of the week. Next on the list, the Bills are at the Patriots. The rematch game, Patriots came out on top last time. Uh, it's going to it's gonna be focused on the quarterbacks in this football game. Josh Allen versus Mac Jones. Now, Mac Jones didn't look very good. Uh, got some garbage time stuff going on last week against the Indianapolis Colts, but did not look good when he had to put the team on his back. Similar to a Carson Wentz situation, similar to a Kirk Cousins situation, similar to last night in a Jimmy Garoppolo situation. Those quarterbacks cannot come back from multiple point deficits uh, late in football games. They're just, they're not built that way. They're built to be a supporting role within an entire offense. They are not the entire offense. Kirk Cousins benefits from Dalvin Cook. Jimmy Garoppolo benefits from anything on the ground, from any running back. And Carson Wentz benefits from Jonathan Taylor. And that's just the reality of the situation. 
uh, a big divisional battle game. I think that there's a there's a very good opportunity for Mac Jones to make a statement out of this football game. Uh, but I think the Bills have been embarrassed enough as of late to to make this a solid game overall. Now, what we want to focus on in this game is the two things that struggle for both of these teams are the things that are struggles for both of these teams. The Buffalo run game and the New England passing game with Mac Jones at the helm. New England, not a good team going down the field uh, on multiple passes. Um, nothing really past 20 yards down the field. And Buffalo's proved that they can't run the football, at least with any consistency. Now, they did do it last week in a big win against the Panthers, but it's the Panthers. Uh, so those are the two things you want to look on that's going to sway this football game. Um, but the pick is in. I'm going with the Bills plus two and a half. I think they do. this is a redemption game for them. They want to come out. They want to prove a point that they're not completely out of it in this division than this divisional race. Uh, so I think the Bills come out and win up straight, uh, win outright. Uh, but if you're going to give me the points, I'll take them if they're free, which they are. Uh, and I'm going to take the under of 43 and a half. I think this game kind of goes the same type of way it did the first time around. Uh, both teams score probably under 20. And if a team does, it's going to be 20 on the dot, uh, which is why I love the under of 43 and a half. Next on the list, the Ravens are at the Bengals. Is Lamar Jackson going to play? Is Tyler Huntley going to play? I have no idea. Uh, there's people online that I don't trust uh, in the media saying one way or the other. I think either way, uh, it doesn't really matter in terms of how it's going to affect the way I pick this football game. Um, the Bengals destroyed Lamar Jackson the first time they played them. Uh, and he was completely healthy, so I'm not really swayed in my picks by whether or not each one of them starts. I think it changes the way the game is. I just don't think it changes enough for me to change my picks on the game. Um, but the one thing I do want to look at and take from this in terms of the Ravens is uh, a wide receiver on this football team needs to step up. Like they, they need to step up, whether it be Sammy Watkins, whether it be the rookie Rashad Bateman, whether it be Marquise Brown. Marquise Hollywood Brown. Somebody's got to step up and make a play for either the young quarterback in Tyler Huntley or Lamar Jackson, their star player. There's been plenty of times that I've seen Ravens highlights where Ravens wide receivers are open. Lamar puts it in a catchable location and the, the wide receivers just don't make plays. Either they don't make plays or they make the wrong play. They, they give up the ball, uh, whether it be a tip and a pick, whether it be a fumble. It's it's consistency like that that can help uh, with the accuracy issues that happen with Lamar Jackson and also with, with Tyler Huntley being as young as he is. So uh, they, they definitely have an opportunity being the, the Ravens wide receivers and the, their star players. Uh, they have an opportunity to help out the quarterback, whichever quarterback it is. Um, but Burrow alert, Burrow alert, Burrow alert. I love the Bengals in this football game. I think Joe Burrow comes out and comes out hot, similar to the way he came out hot uh, the first time they played, scoring, uh, I believe it was, what, 41 points against this defense before they had issues with injuries and with COVID. Uh, so with that being said, the pick is in. I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals minus three. Uh, I'm confident in that regardless of whether or not Lamar Jackson plays. Uh, what I'm not confident in is the over or under uh, if Mark ja uh, with Lamar Jackson playing or not playing uh, of 45. As of right now, it looks like Lamar's probably going to play. Uh, so I'm going to take the over of 45 based on their last their last game against each other as well as their recent play um, and the injuries to both the defenses and the inconsistencies of both defenses. I love the over of 45. 
Next game on the list, the Jaguars are at the Jets. Uh, this is the final stretch for, for two rookie quarterbacks, the number one overall pick and the number two overall pick, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Uh, what happens? Uh, they've both had similar, not I wouldn't say similar situations, but similar beginnings to the their NFL careers. Uh, Trevor Lawrence stepped into a situation with a horrible coach, a pretty bad team, uh, and pretty bad play by him overall. Uh, his team in, itself could be a little bit better to make his statistics a little better, uh, but he's been bad overall so far this season. Uh, similar things can be said about Zach Wilson, probably a better coach in Bob Sala. Uh, but Zach Wilson, crappy start to the season the first few weeks. Then he gets dinged up to the knee. Uh, a lot of media presence comes around and says Mike White's the next quarterback. Then Josh Johnson comes in and Josh Johnson's the next quarterback. The Their young playmakers get hurt. A few of them leave and exit, exit football games. Excuse me. Um, but but Zach Wilson hasn't proven very well either. Uh, for the first two overall picks of last year's draft, uh, pretty unsettling if you're a fan of either of those teams. I think both of them will be okay. Uh, a lot of people talk about Zach Wilson being a bust uh, and talk about Trevor Lawrence being uh, somewhat Andrew Luck. I think they both end up in similar situations. I think Trevor Lawrence was a little bit overrated. Uh, coming out in college, uh, that he knew he was going to go to a bad team. Now, if Trevor Lawrence is on the the New England Patriots, this is a completely different conversation. Uh, but he's on a pretty bad team uh, that doesn't really work well in the locker room. Both locker rooms are a little bit jumbled in terms of older and younger players trying to be leaders. Uh, but what I, what I really want to look at in this game is that there is zero zero defense going to be played. Zero defense. It's going to be literally an audition uh, for Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence to, to show their offensive skills uh, because they are the worst two defenses in the league. Now, their offenses aren't very good either, but with, with the with the badness that is their defenses, I think there's going to be an availability for points to be scored here. So it's going to be an old-fashioned shootout. Uh, so the pick is in. This is actually a pick'em game, which means it's not minus points or plus points. It's a money line is the same as the spread. Uh, so I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick the Jags to win this game. Um, I'm not confident in that, but what I'm really confident in is the over of 41 and a half. That's going to be way over that. Uh, these defenses aren't going to be able to stop pretty much anyone. Uh, so it's going to definitely be a high 20s game, maybe 28, 27, and that covers by multiple points. So the over I love in this game of 41 and a half. Next game on the list, the Chargers are at the Texans. Uh, Herbert prepares in this football game for his team's playoff push. Uh, I don't think there's a single way the Chargers don't make the playoffs. They're amazing offensively, and their defense is starting to catch up. Uh, even starting the year as bad as they were against the run and also with the injuries in the secondary, it made them bad against the pass as well. Uh, I remember specifically looking at their defense when they played the Vikings and thinking, wow, I thought there was uh, Joey Bosa, where's he at? Uh, Sante Samuel Jr., where's he at? Uh, it was it was wild uh, kind of looking at that, but now it's really come full circle. Their defense is stepping up. Their, their, their offense has played very well. Now they will miss... Uh, Austin Eckler most likely this week. Uh, so Justin Jackson uh, and and Larry Roundtree are going to try and sub, kind of sub in uh, for some of the offensive production that Austin Eckler would give you uh, if you're a Chargers fan or if you own him in fantasy. So hopefully they're able to get some of that. Uh, but Brandon Cooks doesn't look like he's playing, and he's the only good player on the Texans that I can think of. Now Danny Amendola should come back in this game, but Danny Amendola is not a wide receiver one. Currently, their wide receiver one is Nico Collins. If anybody can tell me where he went to college via Twitter, at All in Man Cave Pod, 
uh, or shoot me a message on Facebook. Please let me know where Nico Collins went to college. Uh, I will know if you guys looked it up because it will be interesting. It will be interesting to know if you guys know where Nico Collins went to college. Um, but I don't think they stand a single chance in this game. The Chargers defense is going to play well, uh, so the pick is in. I'm going with the Chargers minus 10 here. I don't think that there's a single chance um, that the Texans get anywhere near, but if they do, uh, it's going to be a situation. So I'm more confident in the under of 46. I think that this is a 30 to nothing game uh, by the Chargers. I'm more confident in the under than I am of the Chargers holding a 10-point lead and keeping it. Uh, so I'm more of a fan of the under, but I, I'm strong with the Chargers minus 10 as well. Next on the list, the Los Angeles Rams are at my Minnesota Vikings. Dalvin Cook placed on the COVID list. He is unvaccinated. He will not be available for this game. Uh, Alexander Madison has his return, uh, which is good for me because without Madison and Cook, I am now currently in a situation. Uh, Kirk Cousins dinged up as well. The interior defensive line for the Rams, very good. Their secondary is going to be all over Justin Jefferson. Looks like Adam Thielen's going to make a start this week, uh, which helps our, our offense as well. Uh, but their offense with Cooper Cup as well as my struggling defense. Now, my defense doesn't doesn't actually struggle without Brashad Breeland on the team, which is awesome. Um, to be quite honest, I hated Brashad Breeland in general, uh, so I'm glad that he tried to spit on a coach and argued with players and got cut. Uh, not the not the biggest loss for me. Fine, take your money, but get out of Minnesota, you bum. <laughs> I don't know how much, how more honest I can be about that. But it's old school coaches versus new school coaches. Uh, I have no idea who's going to cover Cooper Cup. Not a clue. Maybe Patrick Peterson one-on-one, uh, but he's older and Cooper Cup is younger, so I don't think he's going to be able to do it. Uh, as well as Cam Akers being activated off IR, he might be uh, available for this game, which would be interesting since he hasn't played all season. I think he's coming off an ACL tear or an Achilles rupture, one of the two. I can't remember which. Um, but here's the deal. Uh, old school coaching versus new school coaching. Uh, Sean McVay versus Mike Zimmer. Let's see how Mike Zimmer takes this game on uh, because I know exactly how Sean McVay's going to. They're going to be aggressive uh, and they're going to blitz the quarterback because they know that Kirk Cousins is terrible under pressure. Our offensive line has been inconsistent as well. So this sets up for a loss for Minnesota. But that's not the first time I've said it this year. That is not the first time I've said that exact statement this year. And guess what? When Minnesota is plus points, they typically cover in every game so far but one. So here you go. Uh, right now, uh, the pick is in. I'm going with the Vikings plus three and a half. Uh, nothing will make me choose something different than a one-score game based on the way the Vikings have played this season. I am not confident in this team winning this football game or being competitive, but that's actually what has been happening in these football games for this team. I'm more confident in under 49 because I don't think there's a chance in hell that we get to that number. Um, but I'm gonna, I gotta take the Vikings plus the points based on what's happened all this season up until this point. I, I can't take the Rams minus three and a half, especially when the Vikings have been in field goal games for 90% of their games this season. So uh, only three out of 14, was it 14 games? Yeah, three out of 14 games have been more than three a three point difference. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. So that, those are my picks. The Vikings plus three and a half, and I love the under more than the three and a half. 
Next game on the list, the Giants are at the Eagles. Another divisional game. The last game they played ended in 13-7 with the Giants winning by six against the Eagles. Uh, And the Eagles were a big favorite in that game. I I only remember because I lost one of the EK parlays by just that game uh, because I took the over uh, of 42, I think it was, and they hit 20, uh, which is interesting once I give you my picks for this game again. But here's the 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 Giants defense is stingy man and they seem to always play well against the Eagles now last week they struggled against the Cowboys uh, but the Cowboys offense and the Eagles offense aren't even close to the same Uh, so it's going to be a lot different Um, it seemed like the Giants were able to stop the Eagles offensively on the ground uh, but the Eagles right now have a top three rushing attack which is next for us to talk about in this scenario Uh, They rushed for a lot of yards. Miles Sanders looked good Um, in the red zone. It looks like Jalen Hurts always figures it out. Uh, And they have Jordan Howard and they have Boston Scott as well for when both of those players seem to be uh, hogtied in terms of Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders getting yards down the field. Doesn't seem like Jalen Hurts is interested in throwing the ball that often. Uh, So what I didn't put on my likes and dislikes this week. Uh, Dislike would definitely be Devontae Smith. Doesn't seem like he's getting a lot of targets anymore, nor is he interested, uh, nor is Jalen Hurts interested in trying to throw the ball down the field. So uh, the pick is in. uh, Based on the stingy Giants defense and based on their last game, I'm going with the Giants plus 10. I know I took them plus 10 last week. Actually, I think it was there were plus 11 last week. Um, But I'm going to take them plus 10 in this game, and I'm going to take the over again because I don't think I'm going to get burnt like that again. Uh, More confident, like I said, in the over than I am of the Giants covering their 10. Um, But both of them are pretty solid plays, especially in a divisional game that seems to always be close, uh, even within one score. Next on the list, the Bears are at the Seahawks. Um, I don't know. uh, Two things I really want to look at in terms of this football game. Uh, The Seattle defense, which is pretty suspect. Uh, versus the Chicago defense, which is pretty underrated. Chicago's been missing a lot of players. Uh, and they've gotten a few back within the recent weeks, uh, being Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack. Uh, but they're losing They're losing a lot in terms of Roquan Smith has missed games. Eddie Jackson has missed games. And a lot of their starting corners have missed a lot of games as well. Uh, but their subs are very good. Um, that came in in terms of a depth play uh, while those players were out. Uh, and their defense is better than expected. Uh, both neat running games need to be solid, even though they've both taken a back seat the last few weeks. With Chris Carson basically being irrelevant the entire season, Alex Collins has been good uh, for them. Rashad Penny has been decent, but not very, very good like they've expected. And David Montgomery has been splitting carries with Khalil Herbert. Uh, they've they've had a lot of other players that they've used at the running back position. Uh, But the Chicago offense uh, was basically around David Montgomery the ass end of last year. And he had the most amount of fantasy points and I think the most yards over the last month and a half of the season. So even with them being somewhat competitive, that's pretty impressive uh, for David Montgomery to do that. Now, Dave, they waited for him to be 100% to bring him back. And now they're sitting him in important drives on third downs. It just seems odd. Um, But both, whichever team has the better running day, I think is going to win this football game. Um, but it's too many points to give up. Russell Wilson's up against the wall. He's basically playing for his job in Seattle uh, or deciding on what he wants to do for the rest of his career. Uh, He probably will end up leaving, if not him, then Pete Carroll, uh, which will probably affect his decision as well. 
Uh, so we'll see what happens. But they're five and nine. They don't have a shot. Uh, they're out of the playoffs now, pretty much officially. So honestly, I'm going to uh, I'm going to pick the Bears plus six and a half here. The pick is in. I'm going with the Bears plus six and a half. Uh, and I'm also going to go with uh, the under of 43 and a half. I don't think this game gets anywhere near it. I think the offenses struggle, and, and I think the defenses play better than expected. Next on the list, the Broncos are at the Raiders. Uh, I think the Raiders are just mentally drained as of what has happened to them this season. Uh, with Derek Carr basically being the only consistent player on that team, he's even struggled at points uh, within the year. They've been inconsistent at running the football. Uh, they've also been inconsistent in throwing it without Henry Ruggs, with Hunter Renfro being good for half of a season. Um, and it's literally, it literally is going to come down to what Drew Locke and the Denver playmakers can do against the, the defense of the Raiders. And then on the flip side, it's going to be the defense for LA, for, um, for LA, the defense for the Las Vegas Raiders versus the defense for the Denver Broncos. And the Denver de defense is clearly a better option, uh, which is why the pick is in. I'm going with Denver. Um, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Denver minus one here, and I'm going to go with the under. I think this game goes similar to what happened with, with Denver last week against the Bengals. Uh, it's kind of a similar setup. They ended up losing that game 15-10. to 10. Uh, I think they come out on top, but it's going to be a similar game. So that'll get them to cover and also hit that under of 41. Next on the list, the Steelers are at the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs' COVID impacts have been crazy this week. Uh, they've missed Josh Gordon. They've missed... Tyreek Hill and they've missed Travis Kelsey whether those players are able to come back it that's a huge hit to this game uh and it based on the way COVID and and these players have had interactions and how they've been able to come back from this is how I've picked this game uh so I think Travis Kelsey was put on the list on Tuesday Tyreek Hill on Wednesday uh Dalvin Cook was put up on Thursday uh so Here's the issue. Uh, the, the Steelers defense is going to be able to play, and they're going to be able to play well, especially if those players don't play. I would say the chances of both Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill playing in this game are probably slim to none. I think one of them is definitely going to be out, if not both. If both of them are out, they're going to have a problem. I think Mahomes is still able to, to run that offense. It's just not going to look right. Um but which Mahomes shows up, and that's basically going to be determined by what players he has available for this game. And this is a very hard game to, to, to try and guess as to what's going to happen. Najee Harris hasn't run the ball well in multiple weeks. He has an opportunity to come in and make it a statement as well. Big Ben, completely inconsistent. Mahomes, with his star players, inconsistent. Uh, so I'm going to do the best I can to pick this game. There's a lot of question marks everywhere. The, the question marks are pretty serious, but I'm going to go with the Steelers plus 8.5. There's no way I can have a confident pick of the Chiefs. There's no way I can do that. Not a single chance that I can do that with the question marks that they have that are going to either play or not play in this game, and that's their two-star players. Uh, but I am confident in the over, regardless of if they play or not. I think this hits over 45 for sure. Not a chance in hell it goes under. I love it. I love it a lot. Next game on the docket, the Washington football team are at the Cowboys. Uh, the Washington football team have been impacted by COVID by uh, more than any other football team so far this season. I believe at one point this week they had 28 people on the COVID list. I think it was between last Saturday and this 
uh, today, which is Friday. Uh, they've had 28 players put on the list. They've activated a few, uh, but right now it looks like Garrett Gilbert's going to start again uh, for the Washington football team with Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen still not activated off that list. Now they have a few days. They went on earlier in the week, uh, so they always have that opportunity to be able to have those two negative tests 24 hours apart and be able to rejoin the team before they play, uh, which is Sunday night football, I believe. So the opportunity uh, for them to get some of their players back, uh, it's it's going to they, they still do have that opportunity. It's just slim. Uh, seems like going into this game, Washington's been a more run centric team than pass centric team uh, with the struggle that has been Terry McLaurin being on the field and being successful, as well as T Taylor. Uh, Taylor Heineke has not played well, who's mainly started all of their games. He hasn't played as well uh, in the second half of the season as he did in the first half. So let's see uh, what we can count on. Now, the Cowboys are going to try and find their offense before the playoffs. They have a couple more games to get that done. I don't know if they're going to be able to find it, but the Dolphins hasn't looked the same the last few weeks. Their opponents have been weaker. They've been able to squeak out victories, but Dak just doesn't look right. Uh, and with Dak not looking right, I'm not confident taking them in double-digit wins. Now, they did beat the Giants by 15. Their defense is the reason why they won that football game, not their offense. Uh, so I'm going to go with the same thing again. Um, uh, the pick is in. I'm going with the Washington football team plus 10.5. I don't care who plays quarterback. I like their defense, especially against the Cowboys. Uh, in their last game, 27-20, to 20, they scored. They came rearing back at the end for a backdoor cover, and I see this going the same type of way with Dallas probably still winning this game straight up. Uh, but I absolutely love the under more than the points in this game. 47 is way too high. If you guys haven't made that bet right now, uh, please put that in. Uh, and hint, hint, it may or may not be in the parlay, which we're going to go over in a few minutes. Um, so get that in before that number starts to drop for sure because that's way too high of 47. Uh, so I love the under. Last game of the slate, which is the Monday night football game. Like I said, some of these might be moved around based on what happens with COVID. Uh, but they said they're probably not going to move games around anymore. They're probably just going to play them. Uh, and that comes straight from the NFL themselves. Uh, so let's see what happens. But the Monday night football game is the Dolphins at the Saints. Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon both have COVID. Uh, the only other quarterback on the roster is Ian Book, the rookie quarterback out of Notre Dame. I have no idea why he was drafted. I'm not a huge fan of him. He doesn't look like he's very mobile. Uh, he's pretty small and his arm's not that good. Uh, so it's not really a good situation uh, in terms of this guy needs to start a football game for you. Uh, but the only player that, that is probably going to have any type of impact for the Saints is going to be Alvin Kamara uh, because he's probably going to have a lot of touches. Uh, with, with Ian Book being his first career start and with them uh, being pretty thin at the wide receiver position, uh, I don't see much of, of anything happening in this football game. Uh, but the Dolphins need to stay hot, and they're on a, currently on a six-game win streak. They're, they still have a real opportunity to, win the, to, to get into the playoffs. If they can run the table, go 10-7, and seven, hope they get a little bit of help. Uh, seems like the NFC playoffs are going to require less wins in terms of the wild card spot than the AFC. Uh, you may not be able to get in with 10, 10 wins. They had 10 wins last year and didn't get in. So there's a very real chance that the Dolphins can run the table, win nine in a row, and miss the playoffs. That would be devastating as a Lions or a devastating as a Dolphins fan. Uh, and also as a Dolphins player uh, in that organization, that would be devastating uh, to start one and what do they start one and seven? 
They started 1-7, and seven and they win nine in a row and miss the playoffs by one. That would be devastating, uh, but it's a real opportunity for them. And with the, the all the COVID hitting this football team, uh, it's a very real – this game looked like it was going to be a lot closer uh, in terms of uh, overall points and overall team. Uh, but with uh, Taysom Hill and, and and Trevor Simeon out, Ian Book making his first start, uh, and their defense has been inconsistent this year. I know they just came off a big win against the Bucks. Um, but, but I don't think it's going to be enough. Uh, and I think Mike Kosicki has a career day this week. He is going to have a career day this week. Uh, so I love Mike Kosicki and what he does in the red zone versus the Saints defense. So the pick is in, I'm going with the Dolphins minus one and a half. And as much as I don't want to do it, I have to take the over, uh, the number's 37 and a half here, people, uh, that that's, that's, uh, that's, that's that's nineteen to that's nineteen to eighteen. I think it's going to be a little bit more than that. I I I think that Alvin Kamara gets a few scores, even though Ian Book is they're going to try and take Alvin Kamara out of the game, make Ian Book beat him. Marquez Callaway still plays for them. Uh, they have um, what's his name, Jawan Jones, I think his name is, or Jawan Johnson uh, that can uh, make a make plays at the tight end position for the Saints. I think the Saints score fourteen points, and I have. Uh, enough faith that the Dolphins can score more than 24. Uh, so that's why I'm going with the over. All right, guys, that is all of the games. Uh, the two on Christmas Day, which is tomorrow, um, all of the games on the Sunday slate, as well as the Monday night football game. Uh, special seven-leg edition of the EK Parlay. Uh, EK, uh, for all of you guys out there that haven't caught my hints uh, or don't, just don't know, stands for Emmanuel Kadain. Uh, who is who is the 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 EK Parlay is named after? We talk about sports betting all the time at work. Uh, he's a very close friend of mine. Uh, our other close friend Kevin, um, renaming the EK Parlay. It's going to keep the same name, but Emmanuel and Kevin Parlay is going to be the new nickname. So I told Kevin, uh, shout out to you, Kevin, out there. I said I'd give you a shout out on the podcast. Now, hopefully, you, you listen to it and we all win some money. Uh, seven leg parlay this week. Merry Christmas to all and to all an 84 to one odds night. Uh, so $5 will win you over 400. Uh, so let's go real quick. Uh, seven leg parlay for the EK parlay. Uh, and we're going to start uh, with the Dolphins minus one and a half. Uh, the Saints are depleted on offense. The Saints are inconsistent on defense. And the Dolphins are hot right now. Tua looks consistent. They're getting running back uh, help from from not only Miles Gaskin, but from from for also from Duke Johnson, which is pretty amazing if you think about it since he's been like a third option on multiple teams uh since he had his uh one breakout year a few years back uh so i love the dolphins at minus one and a half for the first leg second leg is the lions plus six uh, their fight is enough. The Atlanta defense is enough for me to pick the Lions. Uh, their defense is absolutely terrible, uh, and the Lions are playing for Dan Campbell. And I think they're going to try and get him some wins at the end of at the end of this season to prove how much they have bought into his system. Uh, so the second leg is the Lions plus six. Third leg is the Jets and the Jaguars over a forty-one and a half. I talked about the lack of defense for both of these football teams. Uh, it's absolutely terrible, and I think Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence are going to have an extra kick in their ass uh, to prove that they're not both. They both didn't waste an entire year for NFL teams. Uh, they both haven't played well. They've both been either not play, not have either not played well or have been dinged up and have not played well. Uh, so they're going to try and prove something in this football game, and I think there's going to be more offense than people expect, which is why that's the third leg, Jets-Jags Jets, over 41.5. 
Fourth leg is the Chargers-Texans under of 46. I don't think the Texans score at all. Uh, their offense is terrible. Brandon Cooks isn't going to be in the football game. Uh, they don't have anything at running back, like absolutely anything at running back that's going to be worth anything against the, the, the L.A. Chargers, uh, which is why I love the under of 46, and I don't think the Chargers score 46, so I'm thinking it's going to be like a 30 to nothing game, which is why I love the under as the fourth leg. Fifth leg is the Washington football team Cowboys game under of 47. Uh, I just talked about it. Uh, Washington very thin on offense uh, as well as the the Cowboys offense hasn't really played well. Uh, These two scored exactly 47 last time they played. I think that it goes under that, which is mainly why I picked this in the first place. Uh, I think the Cowboys still are going to try and figure it out. They haven't run the ball effectively. Dak looks a little bit off. Uh, As well as if Garrett Gilbert starts, he scored 17 against the Eagles, uh, but a lot of that was garbage time. The Cowboys defense is a lot better, so I don't think they come anywhere near that, uh, which is why I love the under as the fifth leg of 47. Next, and this is probably the most ballsy uh, pick to go in the parlay, but I trust it because I had a a little bit of a premonition, and I think that this is going to happen. The Panthers plus 10. I think the Panthers have been embarrassed in the last month. And I think this is exactly the game that can give them a little bit of the respect that they think they need on the defensive side of the ball. I think they hold Tom Brady, and Tom Brady's missing a lot of key pieces in this game. Doesn't look like Antonio Brown's going to play. Mike Evans is dinged up. Seems like he might play because he's questionable. Chris God went out for the year. Uh, and and let, he doesn't have Leonard Fournette, who he likes to dump the ball off to. Doesn't really dump it off to Ronald Jones often. So where are those targets going to go? Could they be picks? Could they be bad passes? We don't know. Uh, but I'm pretty confident in the Panthers plus 10 here. Uh, and, and I love putting it in the parlay. I love it as the sixth leg. The seventh and final leg of the parlay. The Steelers and Chiefs game over a 45 I, I listen. I think even if Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey don't play, uh, with Miko Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, uh, they have Blake Bell at tight end, who's pretty good as well. Uh, Cl- Clyde Edwards-Helaire is probably going to get some backfield tosses, and Mahomes is going to run a decent amount. So I think that the Chiefs' offense can still operate to score at least 24. If they score 24, the Steelers just have to score 21 and we get to that number. Uh, And I think the Chiefs' defense was a little bit overrated in their win streak. I don't think that they're going to be holding teams to less than 10 points, especially if Chris Jones is not the the big behemoth that he's been in the last few few months of the season. Uh, sorry, I guess the last few weeks of the season, maybe months, who knows. Uh, but I love the over here. Uh, and there's an opportunity that regardless of what happens with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, either both of these to- teams score enough points to cover and it's close, or the Chiefs just absolutely annihilate them because they both end up playing, in which case I still see it going over a 45 all right guys that's one more time we're going to run through it the emmanuel and kevin parlay the ek parlay for this week seven legs 84 to one odds right now dolphins minus one and a half lions plus six jets jags over of 41 and a half chargers texans under of 46 Washington football team cowboys under of 47 panthers plus 10 against the bucks and the Steelers Chiefs over of 45. All right, guys, it is currently 4.06 Eastern Standard Time. Going to go to a party, me and my girlfriend, uh, to her boss's aunt's house. 
uh, gonna go. They are Brazilian. I'm giving you guys all this info, even though you probably don't care. Uh, but I'm gonna go get ready for that. I uh, hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Um, I will talk to you guys on Tuesday uh, for the recap episode for all the games we just went over for week 16. We'll see what happens. Good luck to all of you guys in terms of your gifts from Santa. Good luck to all of you guys for your favorite football teams getting a big win this week. Uh, and and good luck to all you guys having a great holidays. Uh, because if you don't have family, what do you have? If you don't have friends, what do you have? Uh, so enjoy the time while you guys have it. I uh, hope you guys once again have a great holidays. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Let your friends know. Let your coworkers know. Anyone who would enjoy the podcast, let them know about the All in Man Cave podcast. I'm hoping to get into video soon, maybe get on YouTube. I got a webcam. Hopefully, uh, I can do that. I am currently in the renovations of my man cave, uh, so I'll shoot you guys some some pictures on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, Cole Hate, C-O-L-E-H-A-Y-D-T. I should be done with it by, before New Year's, uh, the new setup for the man cave down here. Uh, if you guys haven't seen my Vikings tree, check it out on my Twitter, at allinmancavepod. Um, as well as uh, the 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 podcast itself being available, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Podbean.com. I see some of you guys watching on there. Uh, I've tried to add the uh, posts on Twitter and the posts on Facebook, trying to use the Spotify link uh, for my Spotify page because I thought it would be a little bit easier uh, because you don't have to make uh, an account for Podbean, but I appreciate you guys listening on Podbean as well. Um, But once again, have a happy holidays, guys. I will talk to you guys on Tuesday. Good luck to all you guys out there. Once again, happy holidays. Be safe. Be happy. uh, And I'll talk to you Tuesday. Later. Later.